0: Hello everyone, welcome to the Life Sensing podcast with Barry Randall. Um, we actually met at a Perry Marshall event, right? Yeah. Who is like a business coach, kind of the first guy to bring out Google advertising strategies. Uh, but some of them that ringed true when you spoke to me in our lunch or the dinner was how you set your mornings up. So with Life Sensing, we're basically building a community for men that we think hasn't been done before. But... You didn't know what I did, but that, that didn't really. We had a chat, and then you explained your morning routine before I even told you about Life Sensei. Okay. And then I said to you, do you know what? What you actually do is what we actually teach people with Turtle. They say, like, you get caught part of it. And you and the one thing that mentioned, you mentioned was you make sure your culture clients have the space before they can even develop further like they have to have these step count they have to get that, get up earlier they go to their workouts right you yeah, know so maybe introduce what you do but introduce why that's become important to you really
1: well yeah okay so just to kind of um make sure that i'm correct with what i'm talking about here so the routine for clients is not like if you don't do this routine, then you don't work with me. Yep. It's more, this is what works for me and then try and be just a great example to them and, you know, as a as a man, obviously, I want to be a great example to my family and stuff and clients as well. So I, I, I basically um, help, here's how I summarize it. Clients probably buy some sort of business coaching but what I actually do is I help people that are Tactically and emotionally overwhelmed, and help them simplify it. Mm-hmm. Right. So the simplification comes from starting the day right. Like, because if you if you get up in the morning, it's kind of a miracle morning thing, right? If you get up in the morning and you fall out of bed and you drop into your vehicle and you've not made an unpacked lunature you stop on the way to the um the the office and go into a service station. You're going to pick the wrong things. You're, you're going to be starting off a bit stressed. How do you expect to have a great day? So most people start their morning really poorly and then expect to have a great day and then can't understand at the end of the day why they've not had a great day. So that's basically what I do. And with clients, it's like, I get up in the morning, go for a walk, or I get up in the morning and I go PT every single day. And if I don't do that, then I don't feel kind of by myself. Like because we've got you know there's kind of like we've, we're working constantly every single day I feel, to remove some sort of negative voice from my heads. I do that by having great rituals that support where I want to go in life as opposed to allowing you know some sort of inner voice to guide me a bit every single day. And when I'm not following that morning routine, and when my clients are not following the morning routine like that, they all feel it. Like, so I'm kind of just doing things that work. Yeah. Um, I'm not theory based on No, it. no, no. As we we've talked about a lot, you know, if it works, do it. If it don't work, don't do it. do yeah. say it if you if you've never tried it. Yeah. So that's that's it. And I'll show.
0: Yeah, but resonate resonate with me, like because. People might know the story of Life since They listening to this, but it's essentially Tirtameth and was the female version of this company, right? And all of these women started doing big life changes once they salted their morning routines out and got confidence in themselves. So like you're saying, you've sort of seen it as something that is integral to yourself and it works. I've seen it for women who aren't even potentially entrepreneurial to start with eventually gain confidence from it to go and do big things. So it seems like the, the basics are needed to, to basically go to the next level. And that's why, obviously, with the Life sensitive Plan, everyone's doing that first seven-day introduction is because it is that important. It's not like... We haven't just started talking about how much money do you make, how much money do I make. It's not even part of the conversation we have, really, because you're successful in your own right with what you're doing. I've done... I've got two businesses who are successful in that sense. But it's not really about... All that stuff for us. Like, we've gone straight into why you know, your day yeah. is amazing because okay. of your team and you do something on purpose. Yeah. You know, you're not selling little Rolex watches on you. We're not going on you going, you know, you can get this show because it doesn't matter. Yeah. Well,
1: uh, yeah, again, that, that success for me depends on what your currency is. So, if that's money or time or health or whatever. So, everyone's got different currencies, you know. So, for me, it's, I don't want to work weekends. I don't want to work on a Monday. I don't want to work before 10 o'clock in the morning. That's my time. So I've worked for a number of years to be in a position where the kind of the business works around what I want to do. I'm not stressed in the morning thinking about, got to check the emails, got to do this, got to do that. I don't, like you listen to all the people running their businesses, you listen to one person and they get up at five and they never check their emails for the first three hours. Listen to the next person, they get up at four and they check their email straight away, right? And then it's like you get confused and go, well, which should I do? Yeah. Well, yeah. you know, Jim Rowan says that the best thing ever, which is if I follow this one thing, I'll live forever. If I follow this other thing, I'll I'll die young. So what should I do? Well, listen to both and then make up your own mind. But I feel like businessmen mm-hmm. in particular, and this is why life sensing really appeals to me and your and your vision for it. Is because businessmen are like almost like plagued by comparison. You know, I'll give you one example, uh, Scott, that we I was chatting to someone about this, I'll chat to a few people about this. They say, like, as soon as like one of their friends says, Oh, you know what, we're going uh Sazo is going on holiday, instantly the man feels like less of a man. Because his wife is just speaking about somebody else's life that's slightly better. Yeah, so we yeah. feel like constantly under pressure to work harder, work harder, work harder. The And the, the more effortless that we are, the more that we focus on ourselves and how we feel about ourselves, fitness is a big part of it for me, as you know. The more we focus on that self-care, the more we just feel better about ourselves. We, we, we care less about the comparisons. We care less about stuff like... Like you said, you got two businesses, you make money. I got businesses, I make money. No one knows what we make, and I don't think anybody cares that much. But what they do care about is the leadership, and for me, the leadership is how is somebody showing up every day. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Vice like, one does How am I showing up every day? How am I looking after my myself? You know, like again, okay, just going into like um, parents because I uh, know I'm a parent myself, but it's like. I want like kids to see the way that I look after myself, not how hard I work. Like we've all got, like we got work, hard work ethics. I'm from a a hard working, um, working class background, but I, I've seen that people work themselves to death seven days a week. I don't want my kids to see that. I want my kids to see. That dad don't work weekends. He don't work on Mondays. And yeah, he he, he and he goes to the gym in the morning and he sits in the hot tub and then reads books and he wants to improve his life. That's what you want to teach people, not you know. Again, I just that, some of the rubbish that you listen to online, right? The term that. names mentioned it is like is constantly hustle, hustle, hustle. If you're not working eight days a week, then you're yeah. you're not trying hard enough and stuff like that. I think that's the wrong thing because when you get to 65, 70, if you're lucky enough, you'll look back and say that was all the wrong way to approach life. So for me, it's, you know, You've success in doing you know, Yeah.
0: Steve Jobs literally loved He's probably the guy that probably loved his work the most of anyone I can think of. And even he said in his dying days, he wished he'd spend more time with his family. Ah. Think about it mentor. This guy was Apple. Like, yeah. he thought Apple was his kid. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. And he loved it so much. So for him to say, yeah. Same with the study on um, women, right? So if a mother speaks about losing weight, right, around their kids, by the age of eight, their daughters want to lose weight. So if they're always talking about I need to lose weight, can you give me a diet? I'm looking fat. Oh my god, I'm not. I need to go wear a dress. And their kids are picking up on this. By the age of eight, that girl wants to lose weight, right?
1: So, but, but for for the rest of their life, yeah,
0: right, like really built into them from a young age. So. You've got to think it's the action. It doesn't matter, like, if you remember the job, but because you remember the energy skews off, the anxiety in the kitchen, the uh-huh. anxiety about our physical body, not talking about the real stuff. Yeah. You know, and that's the main thing with, that's why they say with turkey method, I right? mean, when we have events and we have loads of them, nobody speaks about weight or how strong someone is, how fast someone is. There's none of that chat because it's not about that. Even though that's part of the process, it's not about that. It's about, like, I might live in a healthy, happy life that I'm proud of. Yeah. And I'm not going to be comparing myself with others. I'm happy for them, but I don't care much, you eh? Uh-huh. I don't care much, you bench, really. We chat about it, well being can a much, bench, but it doesn't matter. Most people are in that world. You know, like we were speaking the other day about 99% of videos online are from people that actually don't do the thing. Are uh-huh. they reading it online and they're taking a blog post, reading Gary Halbert for the first time, and then they're regurgitating that on a video because... They're a younger audience, say for example, but they're not really living in their life. How can you tell the difference between a a fake person and a real person? You know, and like that's a, been a question for thousands of years. They called them sophists back in the day. People like, are not
1: stupid. Well, are not stupid, are they?
0: The first people, so back in the day, you had say Socrates and people I guess very wise people. Then you have people called the sophists who send all the right things exactly the same as Socrates, but always get paid for it. But they didn't live for those values. But people would turn out in crowds for the sophists. The Socrates wouldn't expect one uh, money essentially for just chatting to someone. So this sophist gang of people still, as uh, goes on today, they're very good speakers, they're very good at presenting stuff. It's very hard to see the full You see that. Inside our account, bowler busters, have you seen, I've seen it? I'm not seeing it. Oh, yeah. Like, okay. catches, like, you know, these bowlers and they're fake. Ah, oh, fun. Bon. Yeah. And kind of so many people calling underneath. I thought I was smart, thought I was intelligent, got caught out. Yeah. You know? I don't oh. think you can get, once you're desperate enough, you get caught out. Uh huh. People desperate come Life Sensei thinking we're going to fix all their problems. They have to do it themselves. Well,
1: I don't, okay. So let's take Life Sensei as a, and I'm going to compare Life Sensei to Socrates here so, so <laughs> that's, a, that's a big one that is that's big. that's big well doesn't someone doesn't socrates at that point in time have a responsibility to kind of go out there and uh, uh, and 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 live the values and oh, lead and yeah yeah okay he does so it's the same you. so you've got your business do you need to do life sensei do i need to do life sensei nope. no okay so there's a purpose Behind it, yeah. I I feel there was one one moment like um, my wife uh, a few years ago. Someone came to me for some mentoring, and I was like, I'm not sure because I knew them personally. And it's like you know, can't get you know work with friends, and no. kind of it wasn't like properly friends, but I knew them right. And then she was like, Could you help them? And I was like, yeah. And she was like, then you have to do it. They need you to do it. Do you know what I mean? So, people need these messages. Like, I genuinely, like, I would rather have, you know, like 50 people in a group that are 100% committed to themselves, their families, the impact that they can make on the community and the world if they wanted. You know, we're talking about David Attenborough earlier if I'd rather have a group of 50 to a hundred people in life sensei that are totally committed to themselves, their families and the impact that they can have on the world than a hundred thousand people that are just kind of, you know, dangling their leg in like to use like a football or soccer. If you, if you, if you're in America, Australia, whatever, you dangle your leg in a tackle, you're going to get broke. Like I don't want people dangling into life sensei. They're either in it. Yeah, because they feel that they've could make an impact to their families, community, and the wider world, or not. Yeah, does that make sense? It's like, that's what I wanted. That's what I was from your vision, and me being part of this was because I think a small group of people can make the biggest impact in the world so, so, if they're all aligned and committed yeah. to it. Like, forget like what it costs because the cost is again to me it's not about money it's the currency's time for me i don't care how much something costs as long as the time that i put in these is, va- is valuable and it makes a difference to people
0: well if you were to think about one offer offering life sensei and go back 20 years to your 20 years old self you know it's an unbelievable thing to be part of it's like it's like it's like a terrible charge you're gonna Learn so much from the right people. Imagine having access to the coaches and stuff we've got. Nutrition, mm-hmm. business, training, mindset, all that stuff together. It is, if whoever sees this and has access to it, it is a very lucky person. Because it's so saturated out there. If you have to get through the shit to us uh-huh. somehow yeah. out there, i sure we will attract the right people. Uh-huh. That's life-changing laterals, and if they jump all in. But what you're saying as well, it's always been small groups of people that changed the world. So a few examples of this. People don't know, in Silicon Valley, before it became Silicon Valley, it was Santa Clara Valley. Nothing there. Just a few people after World War II engineers scattered around the place. Then they, a company called Fed Child Semiconductor was set up, and they revolutionized with the Silicon chip. And then there was eight founders that decided to split off, and they set up their own companies. And to this day, 70% of Silicon Valley startups have got a link back to those eight founders. And now with the money because they were the, the original VCs. They wanted to give all of their friends who they believed in money to start their own company up. It wasn't like we're gonna tear down all the competition. It was like let's go change the world. So Fairchild semiconductors is responsible for all of the essentially nearly every tech company in San Francisco today. And it's the same with um, have you heard of the people on mafia. A few of them. Well, I've I've heard, but I don't know. Just people on mafia, like you know, Elon Musk had his payment yeah. company X.com. Then you had camera's um, name but a genius Ukrainian bond guy and then he was Peter Thiel and they both joined forces because they were competing against each other. They were actually next door neighbours in an office mm. and the only two companies in the world to start to run the digital wallet. They, they joined forces these two teams and when they sold to eBay if you look at the, the original top guys the original 12 or whatever it was what they've gone on to do you've got SpaceX and Tesla you've got Peter Thiel one of the most famous investors you've got Yelp You've got YouTube, I think. YouTube, I think you one of them. Got this huge plant to you. Massive companies, all from a small core group of people. And another example is Frank Kuhn. You know Frank Kuhn? Yeah, yeah. He was one of the first people to do one million a day on the internet mm-hmm. and the core collective, or something it was called. And then when he did one million a day, about five people in his circle, they started doing one million a day because they didn't believe it was possible. Yeah. That five or six people were responsible for digital marketing online. The banner advertising, the health-related marketing, making millions online. Five people, six people. It's always
1: five or six people. Partner of the time is my mentor now. Really? Check that out. See, it all is- He was so responsible, involved in that thing. He's now my mentor. Anyway, just going back to the um, the eight people we was chatting a little while ago about, you know, people are kind of stuck and I'm I I'm gonna talk about men because I tend to work mainly with business and businessmen. And this life centre is obviously aimed at businessmen. Yeah. But um a lot of them are kinda of stuck in the in the in the way that they run and look after themselves or you know, grandfather treated dad like this, dad treats me like this, I treat my kids like that. Yeah. Our ancestors are responsible. From a DNA point of view, for everything we are at this moment. Yeah. Yeah, I bet there isn't a man listening to this that knows the name of all eight of their great grandparents.
0: No, no way. We don't I don't even think people think that deeply about why they are how they are. I think people just assume, well, this is how I am. For real, if you look deeply into it. You are really a product of your upbringing. I mean, your father's 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 father's, father's father. We call it generational trauma sometimes. Or generational traits. You know, like, with the World War II people, how do you think they would have tra- treated their kids, you know what I mean? Of course they're going to be hard on them. They went through hell. Uh-huh. And then that generation thought they went through hell, so they can claim well my parents were World War II. And that generation maybe were... Because they did actually go through hell. They went through a boom. I know they talk about millennials who are like, you know, all oh, the millennials don't with the tough times and neither do they. You know, their parents did, but they didn't. And now they, this is all passed on, like, oh, was that work worse than you, worse than you, worse than you. Again,
1: from from hearing the stories when you're young, you almost feel like you're in it. Yeah. You because must. You're in, you're in, yeah. Well, I, again, I'm just assuming there, but based on that, yeah, when you talk to people whose parents lived in those hard times, they almost believed that they were- Yeah, they, they
0: they were that, but they weren't. They, they were shielded from it. But I suppose we and I what, what our mission is essentially, what we're trying to help is like, we want men who realize they can actually change their lives, really. We don't want someone to come and be like, I am no way I am. can't change it. I know friends like that. You know friends like that, probably. Of course you can change it. As long as you're aware of why I am. Like, for example, my father was not emotional. I struggle sometimes revealing it's an emotion. I know exactly why, because I didn't have a real famous, so it's alien to me. So I need to do it to actually make it familiar, so then it's not alien to me, so then my kids will not have it in here That's what I have to do. But I have to, first of all, be honest with myself. Yeah. And be like, that I am that, but I can change it if I want. Uh, Jim Jim has got a good quote, and he's like, um, you can, you know, you know a tree, you know, you can, yeah. you know, you can change, yeah. you are know, not fixed over there. Yeah.
1: Which, so from, like, this just came into my head. Um. How many times is, as you was growing up, can you remember your dad saying, Scott, I love you? Zero. I can't remember that either. No. I, I can't even
0: remember no, no, one no. time. I got Watch. to remember a hank well done, love you. Yeah. How are you doing? None of that. The only the only things I remember are, I went to my first crafty competition when I was a red belt, and I came to third, and I came back, and I was third, and he was in the living room and I said my mother said he came food. And I think his comment was something like, They must have been blind there. Something that one of those went, you know. And then it was another one where I went to rugby training or rugby trials and they didn't score a try, you know, all the other boys better than you. You know, that's those of the comments you remember. Sure. it's like, what's the point in saying those comments? They're the ones that are gonna stick. Yeah. No. You know? But I'm not gonna blame my father. I think i I think JK Rowling had a class tweet the other day with something like it's not your fault that you are how you are, who your parents treated you, but when you get to an adult and a certain age, it's not your responsibility to change something about it. You can't keep saying, I am all my father. Yeah. Fuck it. Come on.
1: Grow up. It's self responsibility. Yeah. Like, is it is an important thing that I think um, Life Sensei stands for? And it is self responsibility. <laughs> Most businessmen, again, I'm going to keep dropping that in because I don't want people to think I'm talking about. Everybody generally, but most business men that I meet have had the upbringing that that they like. My dad said to me when I was um a kid. Just going back to that second, look, when my my kid was born, it's your responsibility to look after the family. Okay, I agree with that. But, you know, right, not about old-fashioned values, I guess, or whatever. Maybe my wife don't want me to be responsible for and maybe she wants to be responsible for herself right but i never stopped to ask that question because i've been brought up to believe that i'm responsible for providing for the fabric and most people think like that that i've i ever come into a mentoring group of mine right and they believe i've had people say to me you've made me a better father like Mm i'm really just because they see the way that you live well um the the thing for me is that if you've if you've been brought up to believe that you are responsible for somebody else, then naturally, subconsciously, you're gonna believe that someone else is responsible for you. So in the moments like now, when are you gonna take self responsibility? Yeah. Right, because it's easy to blame. Like you just said, it's easy to go back and say, Oh, I was never loved and all of those scrap those things. It's easy. But you've got to take self-responsibility for where you are in life. Now, I'll give you a classic example. About a month ago, my my nan passed away. She was 83, so it's, you know, she's old. So, you know, you like go to some sort of um, services where someone's died tragically young in life. So she was old. So it's kind of like her time. Um, But in the eulogy that was spoken, she... They met, as you mentioned, about making sure that their family um, a family go and, um, you know, go after the things that they want. Now, whether she said that or not, or whether the person writing the eulogy was saying it, that's what people think at the end of their days, that they should have done something, taken opportunities, met different people, gone to different places, whatever it may be. Then I see my grandson the next day. And he tells me that he's going to be Jesus when he's older. He said, I'm going to grow a beard and I'm going to be Jesus. So it got me thinking, right? At the end of your days, you think about the hungry years, the bit bit in the middle where we are right now. And what you should have, could have, didn't do. When you're five years old, you want to be an astronaut. You're going to be a professional um, athlete. You're going to, you know, whatever, right? You're going to own SpaceX and all of this great stuff. But somewhere in the middle, we just complicate our lives by comparison, by not looking after ourselves, by thinking too much about the future, by thinking too much about the past. But if you can unlock somehow in the middle all of your potential, all of the things that you want and don't accept that you know where you are right now is because of the past no. or is because something might happen in the future, self-responsibility I think is the kind of key that locks unlocks everything again i just love working with small groups of people yeah that want want to uh, understand self-responsibility because again you can't you've got to understand stuff at a deep level i'm still learning what that actually means like i take responsibility for everything but i still catch myself sometimes complaining about something that I've got complete control over, you know, so...
0: What you do, well is you open yourself up to culture, and even to where you are now, and we're talking about your story in the minute. but although you've come to this level of success, and I think most men, well, a lot of men, don't want to put their ego aside and say, do you know what, I couldn't do with help, but i am doing it myself. It's like, the quickest way for you to develop into your full potential is to join a group of men who you respect or look up to or essentially gel with yeah. and go together you know like an example of this is when you're with your best friends how confident you feel yeah and then you go to the bars and you're younger you're my oh. best mates feel it fun. unbelievable you're on your own you're a, you're a shell of bar. and i an example of this with me is i used when i was like 12 or 13 going into town to try and trade in my games for playstation wherever like scratched games i was being embarrassed about it when my friend fills with me easy could do it he was by my side I would go in and do it no problem I had this next level confidence yeah. on my own it wasn't there yeah. and I suppose a lot of men don't realize what well, you can get the confidence going to a football match or are going to you can also have that in your business in your life basically you have people confident you can an end by your side so I want you really to explain how you got from landscaping mm-hmm into getting coached and into developing, eh? And what was the lock for you? Because why weren't you the classic manual labourer saying, no, no, babe, I've, I'm have i my own boss. I ain't doing enough as it is. You know, the, 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 the if I came to you back in the day, you didn't have your mum said, you'd be like, no, I'm doing all I can. No, I'm doing all I can. I'm working up. there's nothing more I can do. You know, that's the first thing you can see. You say you get defensive. What was the... What?
1: I think, like, funny enough, and I'm, maybe, maybe people listening to this about it, like, I was I was doing business on my own, like the smart way. I was uh, I was doing it on my own, and I was ninety grand in debt. So I, I, I worked I worked at a company that was paying me, in my view, low wage for my level of deserving, you know, and um, and I just thought the guy was an idiot who was at the bar.
0: And this is in landscaping. Yeah, landscaping. Landscaping.
1: So I said I'm going to do this myself. Because, and I'll treat people better. Mm. So I went from working, in my view, for someone who was an idiot.
0: So to, you didn't, what, did he contract out to you then? Yeah, yeah. A so, so it, it then Was
1: No, no, oh, I was like a subcontractor. Yes, so he are no, paying no, me a day's yeah. wage for a yeah. day's work. But I thought he was an idiot because he was unorganized and all of that stuff. So I went, I'll do this and I'll do it properly. Mm-hmm. So give it, go 18 months after... I'm working for a bigger idiot than myself, unorganized, all of the things that he was that I yeah. said I would do better. On. And I was 90 grand in debt, 90,000 pounds in debt. So if you if you if you listening in America, it's about 20 or whatever, right? So I was 90K in debt. Did you panic at this point? Were you panicking? Were you with your like, no, wife? Really, yeah, like... yeah, yeah. So, no, I was like, okay, I'll work a bit harder. Yeah, so I was in the Citizens Advice Bureau, and I'm like, "What? what's my options? Like, I knew what I was going to do anyway. If they'd have given me an option, I would have just gone and done exactly the same as I was doing. They've got to be in that situation, yeah? So um, they said, oh, pay your mortgage, or you're going to take the house off you. So my wife starts crying. And that was like, everybody needs that, that moment where they go, hold on, somebody's got to change here. So it's a bit like, I guess if you used fitness as an example, I'm going to go all over the place here. You uh, go to a wedding or something, and you see pictures of yourself, and you look and you go, "I don't like what I see." It was, a or th- when you
0: get left because you've thought I was shit shape and someone's left you because you,
1: yeah, or anything like that. I think you know, you like I okay, shut shut it shut. It whatever. I go 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 back to that, and there's loads of examples where business owners that I've worked with of their families have been destroyed because of their their work even though they were translating the right things anyway i'll go back to my. so i was like this is it i have gonna change funny enough i'd been chatting to uh, a customer who was trying to give me a book to read so i picked up this he gave me the book and it was uh, michael gerber's e-myth about systems and whatever so i needed this money off this client really badly so he was like yeah come and collect the money on friday have you read the book and i'm like I need to read the book, otherwise I'm gonna get there and he's gonna be, why haven't you read the book or whatever? Yeah. This was what my thinking anyway. So I thought I'll just have a quick flick through it. So I got home one night, it was about nine o'clock, they was in bed, my wife and daughter. So I started reading this book and ended up reading the whole thing.
0: No, you were in you were in debt at this point, or you could, I was in debt
1: at this yeah, point, like that... really bad in debt. Like literally as the money came in, it went back out. Yeah, yeah. So it was like what a client once said to me, it was the equivalent of coming up rare and then back under the water you know and I got back and I read this I read this book all the way through bearing in mind this is ironic but the only book I'd ever read was in Spain one year and I read half of the book and it was Joe Carzaghi's autobiography he were my favourite box at the time but I never even finished that book it was a story of my life like start things never finish it don't be half committed dangling your leg in all of that kind of stuff and and then I I went in and I read the book. And I was like, wow. So I bought him a bottle of wine and he was like, oh, I know you've read the book and whatever. What I didn't know at that time is this whole thing, the book, what he gave me was a referral strategy for his business coach. So he's like, oh, if you, you know, there's another book. And he gave me another book. I can't forget what the other book was now. But he gave me something. No, he gave me a Jim Rohn. Um, oh, really? The Day of Turning Your Life Around yeah. D- disc. Yeah. I never listened to it. It was a bit about Oh, and then i listened to it shortly. and i've listened to it about 50 times since anyway he um he gave me that and in there was a letter you know do you want to have a chat about coaching up on there so i did a few calls and classic yeah i'll have a call and i was that contractor actually at the time going uh oh, i don't want someone telling me what to do with my business i need to get out of debt not spend more money yeah do you know what i mean yeah, exactly so anyway i met him and and I met him on the outs, like in the village where I lived, um, a town where I lived. And I met him in a cafe. And I thought, I want to meet him out of the way. I don't want people to see me getting a business coaching session, right? So I went and met him. And the guy walks in, he's like almost 60 years old, you know, nowhere, bald head, glasses on, looked like an accountant. I think, you know, I felt a bit like um, being done there. Yeah. No, not done. But I felt like a bit like, I'm not clever enough for this. You know, you're like too smart, like in a suit and all of that stuff. And then obviously we had the meeting and he explained what he could do. And I was like, this guy's like a magic wand. He's just going to fix everything. So he said, oh, it's two grand a month. That's what he said he was at the time, which is, you know, that's kind of cheap now for what you should be paying for the right people, right? But um, this was 10, just over 10 years ago. And he said, two random a month so i was like yeah i wrote the check out i was with my brother um and my brother's like are we gonna pay that and i'm like Shh. no i didn't know i went a no, like, yeah so the guy goes to the coach alan he goes to me have you got an excel spreadsheet with all of your sales and bank statements and stuff we'll go through them on the first session i'm like yeah yeah, yeah. i didn't even know what excel was microsoft excel i swear and My, I went home. My daughter was at school and she was like, Yeah, Excel, like, so, yeah, I don't know what it is, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. And I'm like, Okay, so she explained what it was. And my friend did, um, so I paid him two grand with a check. As soon as he drove off, he gave me a bottle of champagne and my congratulations like, being a client. He drove off around the corner. I texted him, went, do put that check in the <laughs> right. So he goes, I'll put it in Monday. So I went and seen a client, sold them a project a small project for four thousand and he said yes he accepted it that day and he goes um do you take deposits and no one's ever asked me that before but this coach was telling me to take deposits i'd usually just do the job and then wait for weeks until it's unpaid and he goes um do you want to uh he goes do you want to deposit so i'm like whoa this works already do you know what i mean so i said yeah it's 50 percent can you pay cash and he went, yeah, sure. You'll have to come back later. So I went back, got the two grand, put it in the bank, and the kind of rest of it history. It's been up and down and whatever. But that's how it sort of started um, with me finding a finding a coach, and then yeah, just on from there, just developing and moving forward. About a few years after trying to hire a team, and up, the first actually the first coaching event. Some people will resonate with this business this the first coaching event I went to, I had three or four guys that was working in this business that I'd go in. And I said to them, I dropped them out on a, on a job and said, I've got to go and do quoting all day, but I'll be back and forward, you know. But I really, I was going to a coaching event, but I didn't want them to think I was going to a coaching event. Well, on a Friday and I thought they'd go home. Oh, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you went. so I lied to them about where I was going. Yeah. Because I didn't want them to think much. Yeah. And... um. Yeah, and it just sort of progressed from there into, you know, being so like,
0: the coaching to essentially selling yourself better, but then you had 90 grand pay off. Yeah. So you eventually just started getting yeah. deposits and payments, and you did you, were you underpricing yourself when you were not confident, then you, when you got more confident, you were more given high prices
1: a lot? Absolutely, yeah. yeah. I mean, look like at, well, I don't, well, clearly I was badly priced in, um anything that i was doing undervalued what i was doing otherwise you wouldn't be in debt right but
0: how was the difference to you as a man then so when you were like told when your wife was crying to you yeah in room, um, was your relation with her strength and oh yeah and you became did you feel like you like then two years later what how different was the relationship
1: like now it's honestly amazing but the, at then like I was self-medicating as you do like you know at the weekend go out have a few beers kind of forget all of the problems you know eating junk food just kind of just doing all the things that you shouldn't be doing when you're stressed and and I like, got loads of uh, no, oh, business
0: yeah exactly escaping yeah was, well I mean
1: here's here's a thing that I, I would really say to any business owners once you become a business owner, you've made like a really big commitment because I've got, I don't know, like tens of employees I can't remember what it is in total across different businesses. You have a responsibility to them as well. And that's a so shop sure yeah. as a good human being. Right? yeah, So if you're self-medicating as in drinking, you know, um, uh, going to bed too late, binging on Netflix, all of the stuff that you would do to escape the responsibility that you've got to all of these people. But you make a massive commitment when you take on a business and it's not, it's like like health as well. But it's like, you don't want to just drop in and out of it. No, no, no. no. I think you one one quick example and my brother won't mind you saying this, but I was chatting to him a couple of weeks ago no. and uh, he'll be listening to this once, his, once his, um on. But we were talking about consistency, and I was like, I don't think I quite understand consistency at this point. I'm consistent every day, but doing something every day and then spiritually and deeply understanding what that means, like going all the way back to when someone went, hey, this consistency thing, right? Socrates or someone, understanding that and through all the generations, what it actually means. Because people will post like, consistency is key. Right, it's easy to go online, grab a quote, throw it on your Facebook page, oh. and people like it and go, yeah, yeah, I agree, did it, did it. Now, I'm not saying that people should do that for the likes and they're not doing it for the likes, but they don't understand what it actually means. Now, if you're consistent four days out of seven, and you actually then go and post consistency is key, what you are telling yourself that showing up four times out of seven is consistency. Mm-hmm. So, and what that, are you that is the best thing that you can do.
0: What are you consistent to? Are people consistent to wanting to make money in our life or the You know, you gotta be consistent, essentially, to your mm-hmm. own character. The person you wanna be, you gotta be consistent to that.
1: Yeah, it's so, well, everything's about mm-hmm. who it become, isn't it?
0: Because like, everything is positive place. Really, you think you go all the way back now to look back to- well, you say everything
1: falls into place, like, it depends, like, because people are looking for something To make them feel better, like you know, you buy cars and stuff. You were talking earlier about you know selling businesses and buying a Ferrari. Like, we won't make you feel any better to have a Ferrari. Like, I I've I've had and got Bentleys, right? But like when I got it, it was like this will make me feel good. Now I'm not saying don't get one because they do make me feel good, right? But but don't get it to try and replace something or to make me feel better. It's not going to fill a gap. That's the key thing.
0: Make everything sweeter, but it's not the the main main. Yeah.
1: You still look at the mileage and go, I don't really want to run that up because it will drop down in value again. But that makes you the. I think the wiser you get and the more committed you are to business, to being a good human being, etc. My as my mentor Kevin would say, you become a good steward of money. But I've added to that and said, you also become a good steward of time.
0: Yeah, time is the main thing. It's life. Yeah. You know, your life. People like, it's, it's Socrates are the good, like there's dialogues between him and this guy, uh, Glycon I think his name was, a student. Glythe Connolly, like Socrates, I want to make friends with good people. These people, I want to be in the right circles and not feel like I'm in the right circles and I want to join them. And Socrates goes, hold on, them. so what is it that you like about these people? And he's like, I like that they're, integrity is good, I like that they got the right values or whatever, I like that they're successful. He's like, okay, how many of those do you yourself possess? And like, Glycon's like, oh none of them, but I want to join them. So like can It's like, well, you got it the other way around, mate. You know, you need to get in yourself and then you will fall into place and meet the right people. Sure. But what we're saying on life sense is where can I help people realise that's the the right way, right? I and mean, we help them become these people. Because once you are and like you're saying realize what consistency is, what your character is. Things fall into place for you and then things happen. You can't have the things without the, the work done for Sure. People want to just jump a gun.
1: Yeah. Well, that's a, a really good example that pops into my mind there is that um, a lot of people are selling a product or a service or whatever it may be in their business. They expect... People to invest in them, but they won't invest in something else.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So you've got to become like almost like you've got to, the way that you act is is what you will attract to, or yeah. what, however you want to, you know, throw some sort of um, quotes around. But if you, if I bulk, you know, if you say to me, look, I can help you get fitter, it's X amount. And I'm like, no. Nah. But I'm like going to people. You need to pay me to make you better, but I don't want to pay to be better myself. So if you go back to coaching just for a second, cause I don't want to miss this point. When I hired a coach, you hire a coach for two reasons. Either you're desperate or inspired, right? I was desperate, mm. now it's more inspiration. Like I was just talking to you this, this morning, I'm gonna hire another coach. Why? Because there's some things that I want to scale. In my eyes, I'm on the same level as this guy well he knows some things that i don't know yeah right so i'll pay him to learn them and to help me grow the business right that will cost me a lot but i'll make way more yeah and i'll become a better person then all of the people that work with me will become better people all of the people that are mentored under me will become better people their family become better and they they put money into the economy so what people don't realize is one decision so, to yeah. hire a coach or to hire an employee has this ripple effect way bigger than you can ever imagine. But we focus too much on the smaller, smaller part of it. So,
0: well, yeah, your example is that you were given a book. Yeah. You're thinking about it. That book to you was everything. But you were ready, kind of semi ready for the book. You know, you got pushed in a bit to read it, but you read it. How many times have you sent a link to your friend to watch this video, read this book? You readers say, and you just don't do it. It's like, all you have to do is take that video
1: seriously. Well, well, uh, this is the thing, right? Uh, Another thing for me with consistency is people want to get 52% better immediately. Whereas if you actually focus on just being 1% better every week for a year, you're 52% better. Most people are okay in the beginning with being 1% better a week. But at the end of a month, when they're only 4% better, it almost feels like it's not worth it. So just focus on 1%. If I'm gonna be 1% better every week for the next 10 years, how much better am I gonna be? For a client in my, for a client in, 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 uh, that I work with, I just say, just get this one thing done in the next week. At the end of the year, you're gonna have 52 things done. Do you think your business is gonna be great at the end of that year? Yeah. Um, okay. Then listen. Just go and do it. If you listen twice as much as you speak, you'll get there twice as fast as you work.
0: Well, it's never it never works when it's given too too quickly. You know, like 80 eight, eight percent of lottery winners, yeah, end end up losing their all, mm-hmm. and thirty percent become bankrupt. So not only do they use the money, it, they use so much more than they ever had that they have to file for bankruptcy. Yeah. So. Anything given anything when men lose weight fast, you're the dieters and there's men, biggest loser. Anything done too quickly, too fast, without the craft of character doesn't stay. Yeah. So there's no point trying. Uh-huh. If I give, if everyone joined Live and say we give them a million credits and go on, go on, try and do something, 90% of them respond to the money yeah. and be back to spare. Well,
1: I've, I've heard that before that if you, if they took all of the wealth in the world, all of the money and they distributed it evenly within a, I can't remember what it was. I think it was something like 4 months or something. It would be a big back exactly where we started.